Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Barry Dove Katz, and today we're studying Tractate Shabbat, Daf 101, page 101. Our Daf continues a discussion about transferring objects from one domain to the other. The specific issue considered here is the status of transferring from one ship to another. Since ships are not generally found on land, the categories of public and private domain do not apply. The sea is considered a Carmelite, an intermediate area, and because of this, the rabbis want to explore this unique situation. A few pages earlier, the Mishnah asked us to imagine two ships lashed together. The law decided there was that we may carry from one ship to the other if they are lashed together. The ruling in the Mishnah seems to assume that the two ships belong to the same person, and just as one could carry between two properties owned by the same person, one can carry between two ships that share a common owner and are tied together, essentially creating one private domain. At the top of 101b, the rabbis of the Gemara examine this ruling and find a problem in the language of the Mishnah, causing them to reinterpret it. Rava, a scholar of the early 4th century in Babylonia, suggests that the ruling in the Mishnah refers to a case where two ships are lashed together with a small one in between. The small ship is not tied to the big ones and could theoretically float away. Rava does not directly address the issue of ownership, but his conclusion is that we consider the whole expanse, the two big ships plus the little one, to be one private domain. Rav Safra responds to Rava with an odd phrase, Moshe, did you speak well, Moshe, Shapir Kamart? Rav Safra goes on to say, that while he agrees with Rava's overall approach, the Mishnah actually refers not to two big ships with a little one in between, but to two ships with different owners. The ships are lashed together, and despite their separate ownership, one can transfer items from one to the other if an Eruv has been established. Beyond the details of this ruling, it's the way Rav Safra spoke to Rava that captured my attention. Why did Rav Safra call Rava, whose first name was Abba, Moshe? What does the phrase, you spoke well, Moshe Shapir Ka'amart, really mean? Rav Safra and Rava were contemporaries in 4th century Babylonia. They seem to have had a close relationship, and some speculate that Rav Safra was Rava's student. That being said, Rav Safra would have known that Rava's name was not Moshe, it was Abba. Commentators throughout the ages have offered their own thoughts on this phrase that Rav Safra uses in his address to Rava. Trying to ascertain the contextual meaning or pshat of the phrase, Rashi suggests that we read it as a compliment. Rava in his generation was like Moshe in his generation. In other places, Rashi, the famous 11th century French commentator, hones in on a more precise reading. He suggests that the phrase specifically complements Rava's status as a great scholar or as a leader of his generation. 
He also suggests that it could be a way of adding emphasis, almost swearing on Moshe's holy name in order to show that he is serious. In a mystical vein, Rabbi Tzadok Akoin of Lublin, 19th century Poland, suggests, based on the Ari, a 16th century mystic, that the power of Torah and wisdom in every generation of Israel comes from the soul of Moshe. Koach HaTorah v'achokhmah shebechol hanefashot b'Yisrael hu nishmat Rabbeinu Moshe. I appreciate the sentiment of Rabbi Tzadok. There is something powerful about being part of a tradition that goes back thousands of years, a tradition that includes great leaders and scholars. And there is something empowering about the belief expressed here that in every generation we can have access to the ancient wisdom if we just study Torah. We might not have Moshe, but we have compelling teachers who make the Torah live for us today, women and men who speak with the soul of Moshe. A last insight. The Me'iri in 13th century Provence offers what is for me the most compelling way of understanding this phrase in context. He argues that the language here offers the nicest of challenges to Rava. Rav Safra managed to do what most of us struggle to do, express our disagreement with someone in a respectful manner. Here's how he translates it. Moshe, you did speak well. By referring to Rava's Moshe, Rav Safra is saying that he agrees with Rava's basic approach to the law here, but ultimately notes that the Mishnah probably doesn't say what Rava thinks it says. Rav Safra goes on to detail what the Mishnah really meant. If this is correct, it's a beautiful example of what it means for scholars to disagree with each other with menschlichkeit in a humane way. The rabbis of the Talmud are usually not shy about expressing their opinions about each other's opinions. They sometimes take a no-holds-barred approach to their colleagues. But here are two rabbis whose respect for one another offers a very different model. Rava, you are like Moshe to me, a leader, a scholar. We can all learn so much from you. However, I don't think you quite understood the Mishnah here. Rav Safra demonstrates the ability to self-differentiate. Here's what I think. Without lowering himself to ad hominem attack, his is an invitation to dialogue. In the Jewish community, as well as in society at large, we would do well to take a page from Rav Safra a rabbi who could express his appreciation for the wisdom of a person with whom he disagreed. I would look forward to studying more Talmud with you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.